This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris. And Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! It's the Europa League with Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. Please press those buttons on YouTube for more Leicester City content. Right, Chris. Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Um, Different time, different intro. Same old ugly me, I'm afraid. How are you all doing? First of all, I would like to say apologies for this being at 9.30 rather than 7. Um, a bit of a cock up on my side because um, <laughs> I was on the uh, LCFC chat earlier when we had a couple of players that were on and uh, I thought that went from 9 till sort of half 10 and it didn't, it went from sort of half 7. So I had to, had to jiggle a few things around and then um, we had uh, a little bit of a, a, a crisis with presenters. So we've got a bit of a, a, a different nut behind the wheel tonight, as you will see very, very soon. Um, thanks a lot for coming along and thanks a lot for watching. And if you are watching, remember, you can catch us on Facebook, Lester Till I Die, the group, Twitter, at Lester TID. And if you are watching on YouTube, and if you're not, please get over there, 
sub to the uh, channel. It really, really does help. And smash those likes buttons because that helps as well. And if you're listening to this on Catch Up, you're more than welcome. And I don't blame you. I've got definitely got a, uh, a face for radio. <laughs> you can catch us, uh, Lester Till I Die TV, on all the major podcasts, Google, Amazon, Apple, iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, and Podcast cast addict it's not easy for me to say that to name just six we've only got six named because that's all i could fit on the uh, on the screen and don't forget if you missed it last night great show uh x uh, on the pitch do you see what i did with that do you see where i got that from i'm so so pleased with myself for doing that you might be able to tell uh talking football with ex-City player, ex-defender Julian Watson. It was he that set up the famous shinner that um, Clarice scored against Palace. Uh, every Tuesday, 9 o'clock, if we can get him out of the uh, 19th hole, that is. And last night, the topics were uh, Leicester's start to the Premier League season, VAR decisions, and who should be behind the cameras. Something Julian himself said he'd love to do, and I think we should always have ex-players there. The Lazio game and um, some Burnley player that basically cheated, you know. Can't remember his name. Best forgotten. Um, <laughs> so welcome along. Um, also, I would like to say... Um, and I'm going to start this before I bring uh, bring my, my, my colleague in this evening. Um, we got fined today. Um, Leicester and Napoli fined for crowd trouble. Now, I don't know if this is because we are the home team or not, but we got fined. And I know it's not an awful lot of money in the big scheme of things. It's probably loose change that falls out of uh, James Madison's hole in his, in his jeans, to be honest with you. But we got fined £17,200. Napoli got fined £8,600. Now, they were the basic fines. Why are we over double what they got? Because were their fans not involved as well? I believe their fans may well have started it, and obviously outside the, 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 the stadium as well, or that's not UEFA's um, control. But why have we got double the fine that Napoli, uh, that Lazio, um, sorry, Napoli had. I'll get there in the end. Uh, they also got fined another £4,300 that they've got to pay the club for the damage that was caused by the Napoli fans uh, to the stadium. But, you know, all I'll say is that those that got involved as Leicester City fans, thanks a lot. You've just got us fined. Maybe, maybe you should uh, have a collection because I'm sure, I am sure they can highlight who they are. And talking about highlighting and putting people on camera, hide the children. It's Craig. <laughs> good evening, Craig. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm just uh, a little bit concerned. I'm not sure what you mean by that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I always used to be hide behind the uh, behind the sofa when I was yeah. watching Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the you know the Cybermen on the Daleks used to come on. Uh, nothing more than that. Nothing more than that. Yeah. Thank you so much for um, jumping on tonight because I want to say a get well soon to Jason. He's only been yeah. with us a couple of days and he's ended up in hospital. Maybe it's the curse of Lester till I die. Um, he has got COVID and he's got some um, some associated problems that that has caused. So all our thoughts go out to Jason. If you are watching bud get well soon yeah get well soon jason right. 
what what do you think about those fines? I mean, is that fair? Well, it doesn't seem fair, does it? On the uh, on the just looking at the figures, I mean, it's not surprising that we got fined. We know how that how UEFA work. Um, we'd have probably got fined if we'd have been doing homophobic or racist chanting, to be honest. But uh, mm. because it's more visible, then we get we get fined. Yeah. I I, di I didn't realise that. Um, the figure that they've got to pay to us has already come out. I, I read that they had to contact the club and agree on a payment. Um, so mm. uh, I guess that's happened already. But yeah. um, no, I guess UEFA always have to be seen to be doing something. But as I say, you know, as we, we briefly mentioned off air, uh, I think those who decided to try and uh, uh, ruin the fabric of English football with the Super League have got off scot-free. But, um, you know, that's Who a whole knew? different matter, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, maybe if we, you know, we could call ourselves Manchester Rovers and maybe we would get away with a little bit more. Yeah. And, and that's not a dig at Manchester because I was a Manchester fan in, so it's not a dig at Manchester at all. It's just a fact of life. Rob, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Kalechi may well bump into Riyadh. Is he still at the, uh, is he still at that airport? Uh, Charlie's asking what's going on with uh, Inacho. We will come on to that in a bit. Uh, Rich, the aforementioned Man United fan, uh, big up Chris and Charlie. I think he's referring to Charlie Hibbert Craig, not you, although Craig has been called well, a lot worse, of course. Yeah. Um, and Rob's made the point here. I expect that the home as a home team, it's your responsibility for crowd control. I, I, I would imagine, Rob, you're probably correct there. They, mm. they probably have some formula. They'll work out um, what the away team are going to get fined and double it or finals and then halve it for them yeah. i would imagine there's some somebody's got a very well-paid job in uefa uh, to work out that equation it's very interesting that um i mean <laughs> that they actually got fined for the damage the napoli fans mm. i haven't ever heard of that before but quite right because obviously there are re repair costs involved exactly i'm not sure what they uh what they did um all i saw was uh People taking off their belts to uh, mm. uh, to hit people with it. I, I would imagine looking at a lot of our fans, if we tried to retaliate in the same way, there would have been a lot of people falling down with trousers around their ankles, to be honest. <laughs> oh, there's a thought. Mm. <laughs> there's a thought. <laughs> and if if I do laugh, there's there's um like I say, I was in a in a chat with uh, Steve just name dropping here in a chat before, which is why I'm late with Steve Walsh. And Matt Elliott and Dan from uh, uh, Leicester till I, uh, Leicester City FC Radio, and uh, we were supposed to be interviewing Inacho, which of course we couldn't because he wasn't there. And uh, Adimola Luckman, Kieran Dyer, great guy, stood in uh, and came on and answered a few questions. Mm -hmm. But Steve was telling a, a story about John Robertson when he came down for the evening meal on an away trip, and he stood at the. Um, at the counter with two plates because he was hungry and apparently Gary Parker ran up behind him. He was wearing like a t-shirt and shorts and pulled his shorts down from behind. <laughs> Unfortunately, he had nothing on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, these players, eh, you know. Um, there were the days. Those were the days. The, the, these days, you know, we're all over social media, you know, John Robertson's butt cheeks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mac, it would have its own even... Twitter account. 
yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, apparently he just did it for the crack. Anyway, uh, <laughs> boom, boom, <laughs> as they say. Uh, should we move on? I reckon we should we should play Ward in some European League games because I think he has the quality. I I, I couldn't agree with you more, but I think Ward will be used. Do you not, um, Craig? In uh, the FA and the uh, and the Caribou. Uh, yeah, I think probably the domestic cups is where Ward's going to get his game, uh, get his chances. But, um, but mainly because I think I think Brendan will be going into this game uh, looking to keep it fairly tight. To be honest, so yes. any disruption around that back four probably wouldn't wouldn't uh, wouldn't be a good thing in a in no. a in a league format. Yeah. Well, it's tomorrow night. Um... Let's just get the details up for everybody here. Um, it's in Warsaw and the beautifully sound Polish Army Stadium. I mean, by God, that wants that makes you want to go there and uh, watch it, doesn't it? Yeah, um, a I think five well Yeah, well, you yes, mm. yeah. Five forty-five kickoff, guys. Don't forget BT Sport and on the radio lcfc.com forward slash radio and BBC Radio Leicester. Mm. Um, it, it's it's going to be a difficult one because we're not in the position we could have been, and I think had we held on to the winner, Napoli, Brendan would kind of treat this as a, you know differently but you know if if Legend Warsaw beat us tomorrow night six points top of the league mm. yeah it's a, it's a it's a difficult one this isn't it um mm. and you don't know I, I think Brendan's overriding philosophy here will be to not get beaten yeah um, and then fancy his chances of of, uh, of winning the remaining home games um and I think if we can do that, if we can beat the the two remaining teams that we've got um, away, uh, Napoli away is going to be uh, obviously a, a different kettle of fish. But uh, I think if we can beat the two remaining teams at home, sorry, and take points off them away, that should give us enough. But you never know. I, I, I you know, you take Napoli. I think I think you have to take Napoli out and say they're a bit of a cut above the rest of us in this group mm-hmm. at the moment. The way we're playing, we're probably on a on a level playing field with the other two. Uh, I know, I don't think either of them have started their seasons particularly well either. No. Um, so, yeah, I think the worst case scenario uh, obviously is a loss, but I, I think Brendan wouldn't be too disappointed in a draw, but you've got to go out and try and get the win mm. to, to put yourself up there and give the guys confidence. Yeah, and I'm just looking at, at this, and Johnny Evans doesn't make tomorrow's squad. Mm. Um but he's back for the World Cup qualifiers. I, I, I just sometimes don't get this, you know. I really don't. Yeah, I, I, I've got no I Because I, I thought, to be honest, I thought he would play him in this game. Um, because he didn't play him at the weekend, I thought he would go yeah. there with a bit of an ex, more experienced team who knew what they were doing and try, as I say, just keep it tight mm. and then try and impose themselves on the game later on as, as it went on. So... The fact that he's been named in the Northern Ireland squad, but he's not fit to travel, is a little bit uh, confusing, yes. to say the least. It'd be nice if they actually came out and gave some explanation. This, this, I mean, they're saying like October, but it's actually next week, I think, when the uh, international break is. Mm. You know, yeah. Um, 
but um, just let I mean, let's look at uh, uh, the, the team that we're not taking. Like you say, Johnny Evans has not travelled as he struggles to shake off an ongoing foot problem. Uh, Wilfred Ndidi, of course, is banned. But Kalechi and Acho, this kind of, for those of us of a, a certain generation, this kind of sums Leicester up, doesn't it, really? That his paperwork wasn't correct. Right, okay. So so he, so I've, I've not read uh, this, to be honest. So he's not travelling either. So, so basically, yeah, Fox's striker, Kalechi and Acho, has been ruled out of the trip because of paperwork problems. So he's not there. Because obviously he didn't do the show tonight because I had a question already yeah, yeah. for him and he didn't turn up. The Nigerian forward was reportedly turned away by Polish border control with Rogers saying his documentation coming into the country wasn't sufficient and added that the Foxes would investigate the issue upon their return to the UK. It's going to be a big loss. Is hmm. this a case of the Polish knowing what they're doing? Well, I don't know. I mean, you'd have thought if they could pull that one, they might have pulled it on Vardy and uh, and a few of the others as well. Mm, yeah. It does seem strange, to be honest, because, I mean, Kelechi's been travelling with the, the Nigerian squad, um, to my understanding. That does mm. seem strange, unless unless he hasn't got documentation about his vaccination, uh, whether, whether Poland are not letting people in who have not been vaccinated, and he's one of those who's chosen not to be, I'm not sure. It could yeah. be that they're just there are other issues and they're uh, they're trying to keep a hush hush on it. Yeah, Anthony, an Arsenal fan's got probably more faith than we have. He's going for a two 0 Leicester fan, uh, oh, Leicester win. Sorry, um, JB. Good evening, JB. How the devil are you? Uh, must win tomorrow night. Critical game for confidence. Mm -hmm. uh, JB, he's out. Is he's unwell? He didn't say his foot is keeping him out. I'm just I'm just reading there what basically mm -hmm. what Rogers has said in his press conference. So I don't know, JB. I'm not saying that you're not wrong, but I'm presuming. Rogers knows what he's, he's saying, and that's what Rogers said. Um, mm. Rob, good evening again. I think Evans' injury could be career-ending long-term. I think we've seen the end of him as a regular, haven't we? Um, yeah, yeah. I think we said uh, uh, last week, sometime on one of the shows, that I don't think you'll be seeing uh, Evans play probably more than two games in a row. Um, I think they will try and manage it, uh, but. I, I agree, I think, um, because it doesn't sound like it's a, an injury that can almost be fixed. If it's a heel injury, a heel problem, it's not like a muscular mm. thing or a break no. or something. It's probably just something that's almost like a wear and tear issue and has to be just managed through games. So I think the days of him uh, playing another 30, 40 games a season are probably long gone. But he's he's great to come on, maybe you know, for the last fifteen minutes, as we used to, of course, with Big Wes. I mean, it could be. I mean, yeah, just to shore up the defence, yeah. it could be that that injuries come from him just standing with his foot on the ball um, uh, for too long during <laughs> games. I don't know. Uh, it'd be interesting to know which foot it is that's giving him the problems. But, um, but you're right. Yeah, just to come on and shore up a shore up a victory. It'd be nice for us to actually get a couple of goals up in a game that we can actually bring him on. 
<laughs> oh, you can't let it go, can you? Not unlike Johnny Evans with his foot on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, JB says, um, get Tarkovsky in ASAP in January or not, or next summer on a free. Um, I think we might have missed the boat with Tarkovsky, to be honest with you. Um, I think we should have gone for him when we got Vestergaard in, so I don't know whether the money will be there or not. Uh, but I, I like Tarkovsky, and I think he would have been a better option. But, you know, Vestergaard, you know, he's only played a couple of games, really, when you think about it, hasn't he, Craig? So he's still kind of bedding in. True, yeah. I mean, we are going over to the Eastern European, so maybe we can come back with Tchaikovsky. But you're right. Um, I think, you know, I, what I love about when you come on the show is that you make me look funny. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've not had time. You know, I'm a late standing. I've not had time to work on my material, Chris. That's what I'm going to blame it on. Um, I do like that one. I do like that one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Vestergaard I, I, was really disappointing for me the other day. Um, you know, six foot seven or whatever he is, uh, and didn't use his physicality at all. Um, and he is bedding in a little bit, but. I guess, you know, we we haven't got a lot of choice, have we? And um, no. so I think we, he's going to have to play his way through it, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Brad, good evening, Brad. Uh, how are you, Jesus? Uh, I've heard it was something to do with the PCR test. Well, let's just hope that we don't have to rely on Inacho if we ever get drawn away in, um, in Macedonia. North Macedonia, that is, of course. Um, is there any other Macedonia? I don't know. Uh, Rob says, hopefully Daka will get a game then. Would love to see him play. And Terry, how's the dog, Terry? How are you? It's safe to watch because Brad's not on with his cuckoo clock. So hope the dog is behaving for you. Uh, not saying they had a weak team, but they called up Wazaleski. Um, <laughs> we could do with him now. We could do with him now. Um, let's, get, let's go back. Um, a couple of weeks. Um, it could have it could have been worse for us. Um, I mean, certainly when you look at Spartak Moscow, I mean, Legia Warsaw were actually the fourth team. They were in the bottom pot for our group. Mm -hmm. And yet there they are topping it. And we'll come on to their performances at the moment. But, you know, to go away and win at, at Spartak Moscow is no mean feat. And with Leicester Napoli, I mean, 2-0 up, and you're thinking, like, unbelievable, this is Napoli and we are here and two goals up. But we'd have taken that at the start, wouldn't we? I think we would. And uh, I think if you look at that game as a whole, they had some very good chances in the first half of that game that they didn't mm. take uh, through a, a combination of good defending and bad finishing. Um, it's a shame that um, that they couldn't keep that level of finishing up during the second half as well. But yeah. Yeah, I think I think we would have taken a two-two draw. I think it was an encouraging performance. I think although we gave up chances, I think we created chances as well. So mm. I'm just hoping that tomorrow Brenda doesn't go too defensive. He's, you know, he's talking about that's his area of concern. The fact that we're and it wasn't necessarily I, the the thing I read. It wasn't necessarily the number of goals we're conceding. It was the number of shots we're conceding. Um, mm. that he seemed to have an issue with, which seems to me, sounds like he may go, you know, he may possibly go with a back five just to try and shore it up, particularly yeah. with Indeedy not being there as well. Um, so obviously that weakens us. So I think 
I think it will be one of those almost like a rear guard action, old fashioned Leicester catch them on the break. Yeah. Terry says here, uh, according to those that know, keep your sources close to you, Terry. The Polish League is at our championship level. I I I couldn't even pronounce. You're going to be impressed that I could spell it in a minute, but yeah, I couldn't even pronounce the title of of, of their league. Um, it it. I mean, I could say, and it, we're only one game in. Uh, mm. Spartak probably can't believe that. Uh, I'm sorry, Legia probably can't believe the look. They sat at the top there, three nil. Um, you know, we. I mean, we've got to remember. You know, Napoli only missed out on the Champions League by one point on the last day of the season. Does that sound familiar, Craig? Does sound familiar, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so they could have been, and they have been a Champions League side. And all right, mm. they're not. They're the same as us. But we have got a hard group. And after a couple of easy groups in the Champions League in Europa, we probably deserved it. But it's not... I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I sort of had mixed mixed thoughts after the Napoli game because I could say, had you given me that point at the start, I would have grabbed you, you know, taking your hand yeah. off. Um, I think the problem is it's going to be the away fixtures like Warsaw. Mm. It's not, you know, they're not the nicest of places to go to. Spartak Moscow, you know, coming up, you know, to, to the Christmas, it's not the nicest place to go to. No. And we end with a trip away to Napoli. That couldn't be worse, could it? No. Um, you, your only hope really is that there's not nothing really riding on that game that we need a result. Or, uh, or maybe ideally we both need a point, you know, because... I wouldn't put it past the Italians to make that work. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I mean, it, we, we pointed this out very early on when the draw was made, that the away games are tough places to go. You know, they, they wouldn't have been as tough last season when there was no fans in. But all three yeah. of these fixtures are going to be full yeah. with parties and crowds. Mm. And I think we're going to learn a lot about our team uh, this season from the Europa, uh, Europa League, particularly the away games of of where we're at, you know, because being mm. a, a higher-end Premier League t- uh, team isn't just about your ability. It's all about your mindset as well and whether you can cope with big games and yeah. being put into these kind of situations and uh, uh, and arenas where it's it's very partisan. So it's a learning curve, I think, this season, more so than, than uh, last season it was. One of the questions that came up, because I say we had Walshy and Matt Elliott in the chat before the play, because the players were still eating the meals and then they had to go off to bed. Um, <laughs> it's really strange, that grown men. <laughs> we've got to go, we've been told we're going to go to bed. Uh, but we're talking to Walshy and Matt about experience. And, you know, it says a lot of these players, not all of them, but a lot of these players... Um, have been there, seen it, and done it. You've still got a couple of Champions League players left in there, mm-hmm. certainly in the squad, and you've, you know, you've got certainly a lot of the squad that were in the Europa League last season. So mm-hmm. it's not that they're totally unprepared. Like you say, I know last season there wasn't fans in and what have mm-hmm. you, but you know, it, 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 I say they have got that bit of experience under the belts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, and uh, you know the likes of Dakar and uh, and Samori have, have have played European football. You know, you're going now. They're they're going Hi, there as a with a new team with new teammates. Mm-hmm. Hi, Scott. Um, so it's how they work as a, as that collective, and and 
in games like this, though, more so even than the Premier League, and, and it's a little area of concern, is that something that we've thrown up before is how many leaders we have on the pitch. So mm. when you're in that sort of cauldron, you know, you need somebody there to be the driving force, to be making sure that you're concentrating, that you're, you're doing the job. Um, I'm not sure how many leaders we have on there. I, I, I feel Tielemans is, is a leader. You know, the other players, their experience will have come, majority of them will have come from international football rather than club football or for a lot of our players. Um, so I think, you know, I think he'll be relying on experience uh, and not just age experience, but also European experience. So it'll be interesting to see the team he puts there. So I'm just I'm just giggling because we were talking after the show the other night about your light. And yeah. It's like a light show or something. I can I can move my hands and the lights will change. I'm going to say, have you got have you got one of those lights that comes on if you move? You know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like a lava lamp. That's all it is. <laughs> oh, we all we all remember the lava lamps. I'm a seventies lad. Um, apparently, Terry's just said Ronaldo. I think he means Ronaldo has just scored five minutes into extra time. Good. I wow. wanted Man United to win. I hate Villarreal. I only wish they managed to break a few legs, which I doubt they did. But if Man United could have broken a couple of legs as well as beating them, my evening would be. Would be complete. Uh, <laughs> did I say that out loud? I hate Villarreal now. I really do. Um, let's have a look at the form and um, Legia Warsaw's form. And you might not be able to to actually see that very well. So um, I put my monocle on because <laughs> I'm I'm struggling to see it. Not going to lie. Uh, the, the, it doesn't look too bad on there. Uh, I mean, you know, they've got uh, that the, they beat. Well, they lost to Rakal, which I don't, you know, don't ask me. And that's the only one I'm going to attempt to pronounce. Um, they 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 beat Rig Wrigley Suwaki. <laughs> they also beat Gornik Lengsner. Everybody, just sit you? back. Just sit back and enjoy listening to Chris try and pronounce these. <laughs> but they did lose I mean. to Whistler Krakow. Yeah, I know mm. Krakow. And I can't see the bottom one because uh, I've got Terry's comment covering it. Um, let me just try and... Where are we? Ah, here we go. We're slowly... My computer's, my computer's being a bit slow. But, yeah, they've not, they've not been on top form, uh, which I suppose is something. And... When you look at the the league and where we are league wise, um, and where they are league wise, and you look at the table here for the extrasla Klasla league table, um, they're actually fourth from bottom, uh, one yeah. one place above the relegation zone. Played seven, got nine points. Um, so they they are really struggling. They are. I mean, look at the goal difference as well. So nine nine. So they're they're scoring, mm. but they're letting in as well. So yeah, you know, again, it could be. I, I think it's going to be a game of attrition. From what I I fully expect, you know, in most European games, mm. I fully expect that they're going to come at us from the off. The crowd will be up, so we should be expecting uh, a strong start from them. 
And I think it's, you know, what, what they talk about every away game, isn't it, that you you want to quieten the crowd down. Mm. Obviously, the best way to do that is to get an early goal, but um, well, wouldn't that be not, lovely? Not unlike Burnley did against us at the weekend. Exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it will be a, a bit of a, a, a game of attrition. But, you know, I, w- I would suggest that, you know, if we're still in the game, and th- these are no European giants, let, let's let's not yeah. you know big them up bigger than they are. You know, they are they've played a lot of European football down the years, but they're not one of the names that would normally no. strike fear into you. To be fair, but I would suggest that you know Brendan's game plan is going to be that you're still in the game with 20, 25 minutes to go, and then you look to go on and win it. Yes. That's JB's lineup. We're going to come to a lineup in a moment ourselves and see if we can uh, pick it out. Uh, Scott, Brendan must think Perez is a leader on the pitch. Um, Rob says, don't get your forehead too far forward then. I'm kind of lost on that one, Rob. So uh, <laughs> I've, I've missed something, obviously. Uh, hi, David. How the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. Um, good evening, Chris and Craig. We may have leaders, Casper Yori, but honestly, we don't often see a lot of anger or encouragement, etc. Only just a lot of hands on heads when we make a mistake. Tell you what, Casper kind of nearly lost it against Burnley, didn't he, with Mr. Cornet when he wouldn't get off the pitch? <laughs> he did. He was right in there. I, I think it was mainly because the uh, the other defenders, I think it was Ben Mee and Tarkovsky, were up there trying to uh, make out that it was perfectly fine for him to um, hobble back onto the pitch and sit down. And uh, mm. you knew it wasn't going to be long before Casper got involved. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's can't see many fans travelling there, COVID hassle and all. I've, I've seen a few, quite a few posts mm. on Facebook uh, of people going. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think it's going to be great numbers. Uh, Scott mm. says here, what I've read and been told is that Leisure is like us, very shaky defending but great attacking threats. I think you've just said that with the nine goals scored, mm. nine goals let in, yeah. really, haven't you? You know, it, it, yeah. it's uh, uh, and tomorrow, I say tomorrow, um, tomorrow, tomorrow. I'm just seeing. I can't see when 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 they're playing at the moment, but I think they play. They are playing tomorrow night. Uh, the, the same, but. Um, <sighs> For our European ambitions, would you say this is a must-win? You know what, Chris? I I, I knew you were going to ask that um, because I think it's getting to uh, the the state of the season, the way that we're going. That you ask it about every game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it a must-win? Um, no, I I think it's a I think it's a must-not lose. I think that's, that's definitely <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So what what I mean by that is, yeah. Yes, you want to win, but a draw isn't the worst result. The same mm. because if you go in a head to head, if you look, if you draw away with them and then you beat them at home, you know you should be ahead of them. The same with uh, Spartak Moscow. So uh, I think it's a definitely can't lose rather than a must win. Obviously, yeah. a, a win puts us in a much better position. I mean, if we can draw all our away games, that's um, three points. It's um, mm. We've got one at home, we've got six, if we were to beat that when mm. our other two home games. Um, that would be ten points. Do you think that would be enough to take us through? Yeah. 
yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if anybody could amass that many, because if they were, they were taking points off others. Um, mm. So I don't think I don't think you can get three teams going through with ten points. So I would yeah. think that's enough for us. Yeah, JB, well, he agrees with me. It's a must-win, no doubt. Scott is saying uh, definitely must-win, and Terry just confirms that, that they are playing um, tomorrow. Um, I just because I mean the problem is that the games this year are so more important because it was a point a question that I asked uh, to to to, um, to to Steve Walsh. And he said, he agreed, it's not like you can do about it because it's in the rules, but it isn't fair because if Napoli win the group, yeah, they will play somebody from the Europa League. Mm -hmm. It could be a West Ham, what we don't know. Uh, if we come second, we are going to play somebody that's dropped down from the Champions League. Yeah. You know, so we're going to get the tougher game because we've come second. Um, and you know, I, I mean, I, it's me, I just don't agree that we should be, you know, you, you know, you look last season, Man United were nearly Europa League champions having mm. failed in the yeah. Champions League, but because they want to keep the big clubs in it, and if we come third, we drop, I believe, we drop down into the Conference League, which again, I suppose, if we win it, we win it, but it, it's, I just don't think it's fair, and you know. It, would you prefer to win and, I mean, get, if you're honest, you win the first two, you're through, but mm. would you prefer to win it and play somebody else in the Europa League or play somebody that's not done very well in, in the Champions League? But to be honest, I think you never know what which way it's going to go because you get some dodgy mm. results in the uh, in the Champions League this season. We just saw um, Sheriff win away at, at Real Madrid, which yeah. may, mix that, uh, may mix that one up. Um so you would expect you'd be getting one of the lesser teams. Someone like Bruges, I think Bruges had a, had a good away win. Um, yeah. Now, in no, normal seasons, I think you would take somebody like uh, a Bruges, who have come down from the Championship uh, Champions mm. League, over one of the stronger teams that may be winning uh, winning the groups in the Europa League. So it, you'll only find out, you'll only be happy once the draw's made. But yes, you know it, it can really can go either way. I think at the end of it, you've got to beat who's put in front of you if you want to win it. So um, you know, we, and and so far, the better teams we've been against, the better our performances have been. Well, there is, there is that, of course. Yeah, we do seem to struggle against the the lesser teams. And as I said, I suppose that that's my glass. You know, my my, my glass half half empty, my mm. glass half full is the fact that we're in Europe for the second year running. I think that's it. And and I think, you know, I think that, that European football is something that isn't, you know, it's still relatively new to us. And I, and I know how people can say, yes, it's a must win. You know, I get that. But it is a, a relatively new experience for us. And I think in a European competition, every time you go away from home and don't get beat, that's a positive result. The win yes. is the bonus on top. Yeah. Um, 
I can see where you're coming from with that. And David just pointed out Barcelona. Yeah, they've just lost 3-0 to Benfica. So we could actually be playing Barcelona in the next round. Bring it on. Well, like I say, when you look at some of the groups, I think is it uh is it Liverpool and Milan or whatever and um I, I can't remember who they played. Juventus or there's there's some teams where you've got groups Juventus of have just, already. Juventus have just beaten Chelsea one nil. <laughs> yeah. So there's going yeah. to be some big clubs coming down. We know that. And then yeah. you get to that point of, do we think we're going to win it? And therefore, yes, we we think we've got a really good chance of winning it. So let's get a lesser yeah. team. Or yeah. do you want to play against one of the giants of European football? It was pointed out in, in, in the chat earlier that you, you qualify for Europe because you want to play these teams. Yeah. And yes, you can say... You know, we got we did we did what we did say when we were in the Champions League because the draw was very favourable to us. But you do want to play these bigger teams because that's the whole idea of being in. And at the end of the day, they are, you know, cup ties, and we all know what can happen. You know, in, in cup ties, uh, yeah, Terry says is, here. Oh, sorry, sorry go on, Chris. No, 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 just, on. just a quick one. Yeah, hmm. you know, sometimes we forget what European football is all about because we become obsessed with winning it. You know, mm. that we want it. We're in the Europa League. We want to win it. And therefore every bad result is a thing. Sometimes you just have to enjoy it. You know, when we, before we won the league, you know, we, if we were in Europe, that was fantastic. And just being in Europe was great. Even when we won the league, the excitement was all about the draw and who we got. Nobody had realistic ambitions that we were going to win mm. the Champions League. It was about, being in European competition. And I think sometimes you can lose the enjoyment of being in European competitions because you're so uh, obsessed with the fact that we've got to win. We've got to win every game that we play in Europe and otherwise it's a failure. Leicester yes. City are in Europe. You know, that's a success in its own right. You, you are totally right. Success breeds uh, expectation though, doesn't it, unfortunately? Yeah, of course it does, you yeah. Know. But Terry says here, uh, the Napoli match is straight after hours, so we'll watch that as well. Well, Terry, I'm a little bit disappointed because I hope you wouldn't be watching that straight after the match because I'd hope that you were going to be watching this. You know, this yeah. show is not thrown together at all. Um, <laughs> 8, 8.30 tomorrow uh, night-ish, depending on, obviously, when the game finishes, Terry. Turn BT off, or whichever way you're deciding to watch it, and tune in to the post-match show, and we'll be welcoming Josh back uh, to, to help me with that. Um, JB says here, we have the quality to win the Europa, though. We never have the quality to win the Champions League. You know what, though? We're, we're, we're joint favourites with Napoli, and I think it's always... I don't know how you can be favourites in a in a competition where you don't know another eight teams or so that are going to come down. But, um, but talking about not knowing things and talking about players that um, haven't been able to travel for whatever reason, we're not going to do a... Um, Pick our own and uh, pick your own <laughs> one to watch. Um, we are going to do pick your own. Um, 
We're not going to do one to watch because it wouldn't be fair on you because you only just agreed to come on earlier on today. So I wouldn't uh, wouldn't drop you in on that. Plus, I'm scared, mate, because of whoever you pick. <laughs> always had an amazing game against us. So <laughs> if we win tomorrow, we're never doing one to watch again. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but uh, so we're going to have a look and see what what team we can we can we can go for here. Uh, what formation did you you think he might be going for the five three two? I think he. I think he might. I think he might go with that. Uh, to be honest, or do you think it'd be a five-four-one? Yeah, what one of those? I, I think he'll definitely go with the. Um, mm. I think he'll definitely go with the five. To be honest, mainly because of Indeedy, and I'm not sure there's a. We've got players who are, sort of, Indeedy-esque, but there is no yeah. other uh, Indeedy. So I think to just. Go for a like for like and expect Chowdhury or whoever to do Wolf's job. I think you're hoping yeah. a little bit more. So I think he may go for a little more security and go for a, 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 a three centre halves and then wing backs. Are, are we going to hope that he goes two up top? Do you think? What, I would, what hope would you so like because to do? I'm going to let you pick uh, pick here, Craig. Uh, whether you go, I mean, let's go, let's five... go five three two. Let, let's let's be positive because if you are thinking that it's going to be tight. And you're going to hit them on yeah. the break. Then you need to have a couple of players up there to hit on the break alongside your wing backs. So, yeah, Scott says here. Theoretically speaking, if you finish second and draw Barcelona in the next round, is that Brendan's time to prove himself as being linked again with the Barca job? Always look on the bright side of life, Scott. <laughs> da -da. Mm. Da -da -da -da. I think we know, you know. I I don't think any of us are surprised um, that Brendan. Uh, has got ambitions at that level, you know, whether yeah. it's higher up in the Premier League or it's higher up in Europe. And I think he believes that he's worthy of one of those jobs, but his success is inextricably linked to the success of Leicester. So yes, it is. Yeah. he's not getting those jobs yeah. unless he does a good job here. So the pressure yeah. is on Brendan to sort it out here. Otherwise his managerial stock goes down. And of course we always know there's no other job like being a football manager where you can be sacked for failure and walk into another job within a week. <laughs> so that is weird. But that said, um, I know when Brendan joined us, I think you know, I remember saying he's not going to be with us, he's not going to be an Arsene Wenger, and he's not going to be, I don't think, an Alex Ferguson and be with us 20 odd years. Um, because we, you know, we are Leicester here, mm. and if he did go on to Barcelona, do you know what I mean? I, I'd, I'd wish him well, but yeah, he's got to have a good season because you know Barcelona will look at him and they'll go, yeah, okay, he's got he's got Leicester to to to, to fifth place, which is good for a team like Leicester, but then if it doesn't work out, he's he's stalled, and. Yeah. That's what they'll be looking at because you know those big clubs will now be looking, like you said, to see if he can take Leicester to that next level, and particularly in Europe as well. Because, yeah, as we know, his, his record in Europe isn't great, no. So, um, and, and of course, you know, it, it's going to be difficult for him to go any further. I do honestly think with the with, with the Premier League, it is becoming more and more every season like the Scottish League. You know, he's going to be in the top four, it's just going to be which way round. Yeah. Um, and every now and again, one of them drops out. But so I think it's going to have to be in Europe or a cup again when he does it. 
Terry's going to prove that he can multitask. We'll, we'll check it out tomorrow, Terry. Well done, we'll Terry. check it out tomorrow. Um, but uh, men and multitasking doesn't go. Um, <laughs> oh, hang on. Dorco says here, finishing second means having to play two extra playoff games. Do we or do we not? Ju- I thought we just, let's say Barcelona come down. I don't think that's a playoff game. I think that's just the next round, isn't it? Yeah, it may be that um, because of how many groups, it could be that it's um, it's the best four or uh, second places automatically go through and then there's a playoff. It could be that. Got you, got you. Sorry, Dorco. Um, I mean, there are less teams in the Europa League this year because of the conference. But, yeah, yeah I guess the way they're doing it, um, yeah. So we'd have to play a playoff to then. Potentially, in that round, sure them, yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, God, it seems it unfair that to be honest, but um, when, when, when did fair ever, ever matter to UA for it? All it all depends how much money they're getting in those brown envelopes, doesn't it? They you even know. they even got rid of the fairs cup, didn't they? Because they didn't like <laughs> yeah. the word fair being used. This is very true. My God, you're going back a bit there, young man. <laughs> but yes, I love that. I'll give you that one. That's the, if we have a joke of the day, that's the joke of the day. I do like that one. Um, it's going to be Schmeichel in goal, isn't it? I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Yes, yeah. Okay, so let's do those back three, first of all. Mm. And the one in the middle there, I'm thinking probably Vestergaard. I agree. Here we, here we go again. I know, it's scary. It is. For, for the game at the weekend, we were only one out in the. Uh, we were in, in the lineup. So, yes. Um, on the right, are we going? I mean, you know, you may, and I, I'll, I'll give you credit for this because I think I think it was a very good point that you picked up on. Hmm. Moving uh, moving Soyuncu over to the right has improved his his game this season because he where he was and I was saying he should be dropped take him out the firing line etc etc and moving over onto that right like you say he's had to he's basically had to sort of just do the basics hasn't he yeah um and I think that has has improved him so again I have a feeling we might agree with that one uh no <laughs> I just you let me do all that speech and you said no. <laughs> I've I can say the thing is it, we're we're sort of second guessing Brendan and for me if he's going with a three, yeah, unless he plays one of the fullbacks, for me the only other person he can put on that right hand side without playing a fullback as part of the three is for Amati to be there and Soyuncu to go back onto the left. Right, so you are going with Daniel Amati. Yeah. And we are going to put Soyuncu there. I mean, this is the funny thing, isn't it? Because it wasn't so long ago we were saying, um, God, is Amati. I mean, I can remember the Community Shield walking up Wembley Way, just got to the, you know, up the hill to the the stadium, was walking around the stadium to 
find my entrance, which was like I would in a bloody marathon. Jesus Christ, I was thinking of going on and on forever. Um, and they announced the team, and Amati was in it, and you could hear the Leicester fans groan. And yet now we're saying, God, we want Amati back in. Yeah. <laughs> what we got? It. We are so fickle as football fans, aren't we? You know, we well, are. Yeah, I think the, the only other option he's got there is to play um, probably Castagna there and, and Pereira outside mm -hmm. him. But I would rather it be centre halves rather than fullbacks filling in. To be yes. honest, yes. Oh no, it, it's a, that that uh, I'm always a great believer. And if you've got a centre half or somebody in a position A that is yeah. probably say a seventy, and you've got yeah. somebody that's in position B that's a hundred in B, but you know. The 70 is better probably than the 60 that the B yeah. will bring back, if you get what I mean. I yeah. had, and in fairness, I'm going to be hands on my heart and on own up here. I, I had actually forgotten about Amarty. Hmm. Uh, JB here is saying uh, the first goes to the last 16, so I can go to the round of 32. Okay, it's beginning to make sense now. Uh, Doug out. Hi, yeah, Doug. How the oh no, this one's is this one Charlie. I get confused with the two dugouts. We, we in actual is pay. You haven't got the right paperwork. We think it's for COVID. Uh, Terry thinks we should have um, a warding goal. Um, mm. What did Michael do? Was he that bad on well, Saturday? His, his distribution was particularly poor. Um, the but do you not think we get that with Michael, don't we? We how long has he been here now? You know, is it ten years or something? You know, if not longer. Um, yeah, but the flip the flip side of that is surely he should learn. You know, mm. I, the thing is with me, it's almost like it's part of his 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 psychological nature that he's stubborn, and he, and mm. you know, and he'll stick with it regardless. You know. He, it is frustrating because he'll slag other players off and give them a right mouthful for messing up. Yet he continues to try and take chances. And we talked about this prior to um, the Burnley game and said, it's not just about, okay, Schmeichel's got someone to pass it to. He needs to be thinking who that guy is also going to pass it to. You know, what's that guy's outball? And mm. I don't think he does that enough. And I don't think he did it against Burnley. He was playing people into trouble with some bad choices. Um, but we also and, and know it's frustrating. I would hope that Brendan at some point is just going to tell him to, you know, just react to the game. And we talk about this as well, this in-game intelligence. React to what's going on. If they're pressing you early, if they're pressing from the front, just don't do it. Yes. Think it in behind them and get them turned. Yes. I mean, with, with, with Schmack, we know when he does kick out, you know, you know, at least fifty percent of the time, it's going to end up in, in the crowd. You know, but so you with that, a you're giving the ball away straight away for them to come back at you, and b I suppose it's a fifty-fifty chance that on the end of that kick out, it's going to be a Leicester player. It could just as easily be an opposition player, and then they're coming straight mm -hmm. back at you again. But uh, Charlie. Uh, it is Charlie. Good evening, Charlie. How the devil are you, sir? Um, yeah, we, we did we did say um oh it's all moving on there. Yeah, yeah, we did say earlier it is something to do with with his paperwork. Now Scott is saying here, um Craig, he gets what you're saying about a Martin's interview, but Phil, the better options would be Bertrand on left centre back and a Marty as right centre back. Um so you wouldn't play 
So I aren't you at all then? And because he, he's got Vestergaard as the centre back, yeah. I don't think I don't think I'd put Bertrand in the in the centre back role. Would you, Craig? Uh, well, you I, haven't. Say, I, I don't. I don't particularly <laughs> like it. If anybody's going to do it, you would think that with his experience, Bertrand could do it. Um, mm. I'm just thinking there. If you're going to play Bertrand and uh, Luke Thomas, then nobody's getting a rest before the weekend game. Mm. Um, so I, I think he would only go with one of them. And I think it's the same on the other side. I think it's yeah. whoever's playing wing back in these games, in this game, probably isn't going to play um, as full back in the next game. Yeah. Davey says, how about Luke Thomas on the left side of back three? Again, he's a winger. He's not a centre-back. And, you know, mm. you, we're putting people into these positions. We're back to, like we've just said there, round pegs in square holes. And it just, to me, it's just not, not working. Um, you know, but this is, um, you know, this is why we all love football, isn't it? Because we've all, we all have different opinions and, uh, oh God, and, and yes. any of them, you know, any of them yeah. is, is valid, you know, it's yeah. not just our oh, opinion. David, I'm not saying at all mm. that you, you are wrong. You know, no. I just said for me, it's yeah. like putting a, I say a square peg in a round hole, whichever way I said it. And that's just my opinion. And I'm not saying my opinion's right, you know, at all. So, you know, people's, people's like you say, well, we could have 10 people here and we could have 10. I mean, one of the questions earlier was uh, what, what does Matt and uh, Steve Walsh think of who our best 11 was? And you've got two ex-pros there. Both of them came up with a different 11, you know, Um uh, Terry says there, you are a naughty boy, Terry. Don't forget to leave space for love children, Madison and Perez. Terry, Terry, I'll set an alarm off so your dog starts going mad. I need to get a bell just for you, don't I? Um, now, this is going to be interesting here mm. because on this position here of left wing back, I reckon we'll disagree here because I'm going to go for Bertrand. But who would you go for? Um, I think you're right. I think we will disagree. Um, I, th yes. I think it'll be Thomas. Yes. I yeah. thought you, I knew you were going to go for Thomas. I'm just worried that because we got we only drew in the first game, we, and I know he's got experience, Thomas. He scored for God's sake. I'm just wondering with the atmosphere that's going to be there whether we just need Bertrand's experience. Because again, something that was said earlier, I'm not keep name dropping at all, but. They said, you know, we need leaders on the pitch. We haven't mm. got leaders on the pitch. And I honestly think Ryan Bertrand is one of those leaders when he's, when he's there. Yeah, it's it, literally for me, it is a, it is a spin of a coin uh, of who plays, to be honest. But it also comes down mm. to, I think, do you think um, Bertrand can play two, two games? Because the, the Palace game is no gimme. You know, no, um, uh, well, definitely no, no game is us at this point, is it? <laughs> yeah, but they've definitely improved, and that can be quite an intimidating atmosphere as well. So, um, mm. I, I but, would, I would agree more with you if we were playing a back four. I think yeah. because you've got that um, extra insurance, almost of a back three, that I think you can get away with Thomas, and that's. You know, I don't mean that in a detrimental way, but no, it, yeah, no. either way you could go on that way. I wouldn't necessarily argue against no. you. I would, but you have. <laughs> but no, yeah. no, this, this yeah, is your no, team, I, I so I wouldn't, I wouldn't go against you strongly enough if yes. I had only one 
change to make, it, it wouldn't necessarily yeah. be that one. If I, if I insisted on putting Bertrand there, it wouldn't be the end of the world for you. No, I, I won't about, swim off. Talking about being the end of the world, uh, yeah. a new fashion, the, the latest score is Luton 5, Coventry 0. What a shame. I did shame. see that earlier, yeah. I did yeah, see the goal 5 now. What a shame. Well, I guess the game is probably over now, but... Uh, um, he says latest on here, but yeah, five nil. Woohoo! Right, and I we well, hmm. are we going to disagree on the right back here? Because for me, I've got to go for Castagna because I think he's had the better of the performances when he's been in over Piera. Um, no, I'm going to agree with you on this one. Um, I Good think. <laughs> I think particularly as we're talking about I, I think particularly as we're talking about keeping it tight, I think yes. Castagna's probably got a little more um security. I think uh, I think he I think he understands that role a little bit more and, and his defensive yeah. um positioning a little bit more than Pereira at the moment. I was a bit disappointed with Pereira against uh, Burnley that he got himself yeah. caught up the pitch two or yes, three times yeah. and didn't seem to be switched on to the danger. Uh, and I don't mm. think, you know, if you're looking to keep it tight, I don't think you can do that. So I, I would go with Castagna as well. Yep. No, I, I agree totally. I think, you know, he, he was caught out of position quite a few times, which was strange for him because, yeah. you know, it, it there's so many players that haven't quite got back to what we know they're capable of when they've been out with injury. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I guess yeah. say it's. Uh, I mean, I, I I also liked what Castagne came out and said um, in the press after the Burnley game. You know, he was quite critical of. You know, he didn't name names, but he was quite critical mm. of the of the team's performance, um, and, and accepted that it wasn't good enough in the fact uh, the number of chances that were given up. So, you know that, yeah. that 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 I think that did him a world of good as well. Yeah. Good evening to Luca. How the devil are you, sir? Uh, Arsenal fan, welcome along. Uh, when is Ricardo Pereira back in light training? Uh, as far as I know, he, he's in light training now. Um, I think he's in the squad, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, David says, "Don't you think Pereira maybe had a bad? Don't you? Um, don't you think Pereira maybe had a bad game versus Burnley? Mm. To be fair, to date this season, he really has been brilliant." Or he could still be rehabbing after that slight injury he had. I just for me, he's just not reached the heights that he was before. Yeah. Allard Madison, Allard Barnes took a mm. bit longer. I think it, I think he definitely shown signs this season. I think I think this was probably his worst game. So I think it's yeah. it's a fair point. But I think that's also probably part of managing him back and not giving yeah. him too many games. It could have been that that was just one game too many for him. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I don't think you could say that Castagna uh, didn't play well when he came on. So no, exactly. um, I think it, I, I again, like Castagna this season. Yeah, I, I think it's, well. it's just sorry, just ma managing the number of games. Yeah, I think you can't uh, on on the way back from injury. I don't think you can you can play Pereira all the time. No, I mean I was about to say exactly the same thing. You know, I think whoever look, whoever starts in this game, it'll yeah. probably be the other one that starts. Yeah. 
on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, we, we've got this big squad now. We can't mm. keep picking the same players over and over and over again, mm. you know. Um, right, so we're going to go three in the middle. Mm. Um, now, let's go for that centre midfield position there, which, of course, normally would be a given um, because it would be yes, indeedy. But we yeah, can't put Mr. Indeedy in now. Who do we go no, for? It shows what a just what a stupid thing it was for him to do, to be honest. Yes. Um, this middle three is tricky, and I'm, I'm I'm leaning more towards what I think Brendan will do than necessarily what we might do. So, yeah, in the middle spot, I think I think we put Samari. Whew, I thought you were going to go for Chowdhury then. No. Um, so, no, Samari, I agree. I don't think he, he's done what's asked of him uh, when mm. when he, when he's come on, and um, and, and I think that yeah, I, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing with Samari. Mm. What do you think we that we ever get to the point where we can play Samari and Indeedy together? Um, well, he did at the weekend. That's very true, actually. <laughs> that is a good point. But did it work? Well, I think so. I think I think Samari probably just sort of again. I think he's still getting used to the pace of the game. That it's relentless. There's not sort of lulls uh, like there yeah. are sometimes in some of the foreign leagues. Um, so he's getting to the pace of the game. But I, I like what I see of him so far. I think yeah. he just a bit like. Um, I'm not going to say he's he, he's definitely performed better, but when. Um, Oh, I can't remember his name there. The guy who came uh, from the Swiss League. Um, uh, yeah. Benelou. Uh, no, the uh, the Swiss um, the Swiss midfield player who never got to grips with the the, the pace of the game. And the same with uh, Adrian Silver as well, who never really yeah. got to grips with the pace of the game. I think it's more encouraging um, what I've seen from Samari so far. So, um, yes. yeah, I think he'd, he'd do a job job in there. I'm thinking I know who you mean, and I can't yeah. remember. His, his name has gone. Somebody in the chat, I am sure, yeah. we, we Google to hand, we'll, we'll, we'll come up he with that. He started the season that we won the league and then lost his mm. place to Kante, basically. That's going to drive me mad. That is, please, please, somebody find that out and, and stick it in the chat. Um Right now, this is going to get very interesting. Yeah. Um, on the left and the right. Um, Let's maybe start with the left. An, an interchangeable role. So on the left, um, do you know? Do you know what? Um, I'm worried. I really am worried that he is going to pick Perez. If we're looking at what he will do, so if he's going to pick Perez on the right. And I've got probably got to go for this one on the left, but I probably would do anyway. And I, I would put Dewsbury Hall in there. I, I don't see a Leicester City team this season starting a game of any importance without Telemans. Mm. But I would put, I personally would put him on the right. I, 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 I could understand that. I think, and, yeah. and I wouldn't argue against you. I think it will be, I think it will be Tielemans and Perez. Okay. Uh, I mean, I was watching, um, bless him, um, earlier, uh, Kieran Dewsbury Hall. My God, if he plays with the confidence that he talks, yeah, then we have got a star on our hands. But mm. my God, he, um, 
He, he, not big himself up because he was asked the question, what can you bring to the team? Hmm. Um, and he, he reeled off a lot of things. And then the same question was asked by somebody else of um, of Luckman. And Luckman struggled. And then Dan, who was hosting it, said, oh, it's always difficult to critique yourself and big yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> to which Matt Elliott said, well, I don't know, Kieran Chewsbury all managed to do it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I have a, I've, got to, I've got to go with you there, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> Where is oh he's there is there at the bottom, and it does pay me to do this, but I think we, we've agreed it's going to be Perez, haven't we? Yeah, I mean to be honest, the last game he played, I mean he scored, didn't he? He's, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he, and and in European games, I think they're they're more suited to him in finding pockets of space. Um, Possibly, yeah, yeah. I think saying, I think yeah. I think Jewsbury Hall's got a great chance of playing against Palace, to be honest, um, because I think. I think we need to match the energy that they've got in there. I, I've got to mm. say, I've got to say, because I, I'm not doing the the Palace preview. Yeah. Um, one of the players that's impressed me most this season so far, and exactly the type of player that we don't have, has been Connor Gallagher, Gokanindla. Brilliant, thanks, Scott. Yes. Well done, um, Scott. Yeah, Connor Gallagher uh, at Palace for me has been one of the players mm. of the season so far. That kid, yeah. uh, on loan from uh, Chelsea, he was at West Brom last season, does mm. not stop running. And he's constantly looking to break um, to break forward uh, and support. He, he does all his work. He's the sort of player that we haven't got for me, that midfielder yeah. who really wants to get forward. Um, Lookman's probably the, the closest thing to him, but I really like Conor Gallagher. So I think... You know, Jusby Hall may get his chance against Palace. Mm. I, I, I think he just is. I, I, well, from what I've seen of him, you know, he a bit like Luckman. You know, when he gets the ball, he's only got one thing on his mind, and yeah. that's r- running forward. Uh, Gotland Inla, by God, eh? yeah. that was. Uh, I felt again. You, you, you have to feel bad for these players sometimes, don't you? Because they're thinking, "Oh, coming over to the Premier League, we're going to be big," and it just doesn't work out for some players, does it? No, I, to be honest, uh, you know, he, he was disappointed because he looked like he could be a player, but he never got. Yeah. Um, he never got to the pace of the game, and as you say, we just sort of feel sorry right. for him on his fifty grand a week. <laughs> there is that to it and of course not being awful canty and drink water you've got to look at that yeah. i think yeah I'll, I'll i'll have a i'll have a long holiday and come back at the end of the season exactly. you know and bless him now this is going to be we are going to i think completely mm. disagree on this I, i've we got in my mind who i'm playing in these two spots so and i've got in my mind got. I've got in my mind who I am playing in these two slots yeah. as well, and one of us is right and one of us is wrong. And I, but I think what we do, what we could both agree on, yeah. is that had he got the right paperwork, that Inacho yeah. would have been playing. Yeah, I think we'd agree on that. Yeah. So, um, and either or, whichever, whichever side. But I think one of them for me, and I'll fill it in for me. Then you can always tell me to. Keep my players off. I'm going to put Dakar. No, I'm going to leave that. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah, he's got the experience in Europe. Uh, and again, this might be a game that's more suited to him, perhaps at the moment in his career at Leicester, than a, a Premiership game mm-hmm. uh, against the likes of of Palace. 
Um, now, bearing the fact that Jamie Vardy likes a goal against Palace, we all know that, don't we? And he likes a mm. celebration as well. And you've got a choice here because you've got Vardy. Scott says here Craig will have Barnes and Luckman. Well, he, that's that's wrong straight away because he's agreed with me with Dakar. Um, I'm thinking who will be playing at the weekend. For me, again, you, you know, Fardy plays in this. I don't know if he'll play against Palace because it, there are, like we've, we've said, there's too too many games, isn't there? So for me, I would go with, and it 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 did all right in this way on uh, on Saturday. Dakar and Luckman. I would agree. I think. Good God. And Good I, God. Good um, God, man! <laughs> I think I think what you've got there. The body snatchers. Yeah. Well, I think what you've got there. You know, historically, uh, particularly East European teams, they're very physical, big, strong. Mm. They like um, they like to have someone to mark. For yeah. me, what you've got there in those two, you've got one who's looking to go in behind. You've got another one who's looking to come short, get the ball, and turn and run uh, yes. at them. So Luckman, for me, likes dropping off, getting the ball into feet, turning and running, and then you've got yeah. Dakar who wants to go the other way. So I think between the two of them, I think that will cause some some problems and give our midfielders uh, options of looking short or going in behind. So I think yes. a pair of them could work well. I, 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 I think so. And it was said again, Dan, the host on LCFC TV, he was saying... And I think it was a comment, I don't know if it was a comment you made, but every time Luckman gets the ball, hmm. he's looking to go forward. Yeah. And it gets the crowd up and it gets the crowd hmm. going. And, you know, I think Dak is, a, you know, a similar sort of player. I think those two paired together, hmm. I, yeah. think you've got the, you, I think you've got the, 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 the four and maybe that's going to be Luckman's role more than out on the wing that we, we thought he was going to come in for. But I think you know Daka, Luckman, Vardy, and Acho. If, if and we know we like to up front, Brendan obviously doesn't. But I think that's that's a couple of good <laughs> forward lines there. Well, it is. I mean, um, and, you know, you could make an argument for um, like we've we've spoken a few times for us looking more along the Liverpool lines of of looking at like a four three three. The three that he played against Burnley wasn't bad, to be fair. Where you've got Indeedy, Samari, and Tielemans as a as a little triangle, um, and then you've got three, which means you can have Vardy in the middle and Barnes and and uh, Barnes and Luckman yeah. pulling in from either wing. So I think he's got options there, as we said before. Ian Acho deserves a shot as well. So at the minute, what you what you've got to say is, um, and I know very early on in the in the in the season, you were a little bit critical of Vardy and saying that he probably needed to be dropped. You know he's responded really well. He's sitting as the uh, as the top scorer in the league at the minute. So I think he's responded. It just shows. It shows two things: a he watches this program, and, and b along with the fact that I said Palace and Brighton would be two of the favourites to go down this season. It just shows I know nothing about football whatsoever. But that's what you want. You buy. You bring good players in. You want yeah. it to boost the people who have got the shirt and make them uh, make them want to earn it yeah. and keep it. It just shows you could never write Jamie Vardy off, of course. No. You know. He's a legend. But, uh, he is. Mate, thank you so much for coming on. 
Oh, you're welcome. And uh, Scott has said here, would it not be beneficial to use Perez as a second striker with Dakar? Uh, David actually agrees with him. Um, I, I, for me, I just can't get out of my head. I just, hmm. I just, I'd have I'd have Perez purely as my Godwin. We need we need we need another body on. Everybody else has broken the legs. Get him on. <laughs> for me, if, if you were going to do that, I would take Perez out and have another more standardised midfielder rather than having Perez instead of Luckman. Uh, for me, I think it's the right thing. I think it is a it is a striker paired with Daka who's prepared to drop in the hole. So you could say it's Perez instead of Luckman. I think they are similar players. I just think Luckman's got a little bit more about him at the moment and uh, yeah. and, and looks a bit more um, assertive when he gets the ball. <laughs> Scott has just said here, um, Chris, can you say on air, Vardy won't score a hat-trick <laughs> against Paris? I, I remember I was the man that when we watched Milan-Liverpool in the Champions League final with my son at half-time, I turned to him and he was just a wee nipper at the time and went, that's it, Liverpool have lost this now. And when it came to Shevchenko to take the penalty at the end, I'd go, I'd put my mortgage on him scoring. So like I say, from then on, my punditry, and this is why my punditry uh, level has just come down to YouTube. But uh, but no, I think that's a good team. Craig, you stood in at the last minute. I really do appreciate that. No worries. Let's hope. Are you? Are you oh, I was about to say, are you going? But of course, we're playing away, so you're not. Um are you going to Palace on Saturday? No, no, I'm not. Um, unfortunately, I've been there. I went there when the, the year we won the league and saw us win one uh, yeah. 0 with the Mares goal. And uh, it's a tough place to get to. But no, I'm not. I'm uh, otherwise engaged. Um, no, well, I knew you were down that neck of the woods, so I didn't know. Yeah, whether you yeah, I was, but I couldn't. I couldn't get there. Unfortunately, I couldn't get there. No, no, never, never mind, never mind. Well, I will be there for seeing you. Because the week after that, we've got the excitement of the international break. Mm. And I will be seeing you, subject to it being a Friday night again. Uh, oh, no, you can do that the quiz. The quiz. We've got a Brighton fan coming on to yes, do the indeed. quiz. So let's see if he is uh, as good as his football team are on the pitch. Mm. Thank you very much, Terry. Thank you for that. Um, we'll, hey, let, uh, we'll let Craig go because it's way past his bedtime. Thank you so much, Craig. <laughs> Take care of yourself yes. and stay safe in London, mate. I will do. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everyone. All the best. Goodbye. Uh, thanks to uh, thanks to Craig for popping on there. Um, it is tomorrow night, five forty-five. Don't forget, it's an early one.
That is what was the European preview show. I have to say great thanks to Craig on that. So we're going to be back tomorrow. Um, it's going to be around the 8.30 time because uh, it's a 5.45 kickoff. Uh, so don't forget to get home early from work and uh, get watching. And then we'll be back on Friday. Uh, Brad's joining me for the preview because Craig is dropping down to London for, uh, for a weekend. So stay safe, mate. And then, of course, we've got the match on Sunday. Thanks so much for joining in. If you want to catch this up, as um, as Scott has just said, please, please smash those likes. Get over onto YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and smash the likes on YouTube because that does does help me. And I'm in talks with uh, YouTube at the moment, so please, please do that. And uh, don't forget as well that if you prefer to listen to us in about ten minutes, this will be up live on podcast form on all the old normal podcasts that we do, uh, that they do, that you can listen to, whichever one, search Lester Till I Die, Google, Amazon, Apple iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, and Podcast Addict, to name but six. And we will see you... Um, see you, Jimmy, tomorrow night. And hopefully we're going to be talking with Josh about three points one. Thanks very much, guys. Stay safe. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch... Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around.
You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.